Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I have Max and Tom joining me today. Uh, guys, how how are we? Let's start with Tom. Tom, how well, how art thou? Uh, going good, Jerry. Just frustrated by the extensive injuries and the, it just keeps happening, doesn't it? When's it going to end? Bad luck for Marco Silva. It's not the uh. not the star we wanted at all. And I was still undefeated, but. How many injuries and suspensions are we going to get before like there's no players left? We just shipped them all out and there's literally no one. We're going to have to, as you said, as we mentioned just before, uh, Duncan Ferguson's going to have to come out because everyone keeps getting injured. It's awful. We, I, I'm thinking we need to bring Hibbert back is the real plan, <laughs> yeah. guys. Uh, that's, that's always going to be a good idea. Uh, <laughs> Max, how you doing, man? Um. Back in Manchester for uni, balancing nights out and getting into uni the next day. It's a it's a lot of fun and it it's really exhausting. Um, it, it's probably more exhausting as it is fun because you know you want to get some work under your feet and you want to just get some sort of work ethic back into yourself after a summer. But I'll get there eventually. Well, you can take comfort in knowing that you have won the Gareth Bale hair lookalike contest. Congratulations. Thank you very much. That's, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for those of you listening on podcast, Max has his hair thing again, and it's wonderful. Yeah, I, think. <laughs> I don't know the term, man. Hair, um, it, keeps, it keeps the hair out my eyes. It's either this or get a skinhead, and I'd rather no, keep my hair. Thank you very much. When I played, uh, when I played in high school, uh, I did the headband the thick headband because I had like way too much hair and so I did my headband my hair would poof out over it and then I just shaved every bit of my hair down to the skin with a straight razor and I still wore the headband yeah it's like I don't know I just went like as weird as I could let's summarize what's going on the podcast for the pod people out there. Uh, so we're going to start with an international roundup. Uh, what's going on? Who got hurt? Who scored? Increased their value? Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Who didn't play? Whose teams got smashed? Not because of alcohol, but you know what I mean. Uh, and uh, so then we'll move on to, uh, yeah, I mentioned injuries. There was a big one. And we're going to have to rely on another player, a backup coming up and uh, just to be specific we're talking about John Joe Kenny not one of the other backups that are going to have to play so we're going to have a Kenny segment talk about him then we're going to move on to the West Ham preview because that's who we play this weekend yeah uh, and then we'll do a starting 11 segment because that's that's our thing we do that so guys international roundup uh, I'm going to take this second to plug Tom's got a piece Toffee Blue's website coming your way read it it's full of smart things about everton players that played played in other places all right so yeah check that out um so as far as the international roundup tom should we just start with uh, the one that everybody's talking about seemingly uh richarlison oh it's been through the middle just there uh, we've missed them we haven't seen him for a couple of weeks now after they're sending off but 
look at him like playing alongside Neymar, love and life. Be just look at him. He's an he's a international superstar now, isn't he? After a few weeks with the Blues, that's that's what Everton does to you. So, but now uh, it, it's been great seeing him with the number nine Brazil shirt, and he's uh, he just goes from height to height. He just keeps improving all the time, and he scored two on his first start for Brazil up front. It's just wonderful to see, and I just can't wait to see him play up front for Everton. Uh, Max, what do you think about that guy? Uh, that number nine shares as well. I know I was reading an article with him. I think it was by uh, by someone from AS, um, the Spanish news outlet, and he was going on about obviously Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, was his was his child of the year. So imagine how good that must feel, you know. He, as Tom said as well, he's going around like Neymar's best mate, isn't he? <laughs> giving it all that on the uh, the Instagram stories, and um, yeah, you've got to you've got to be happy for him, haven't you? I mean, obviously, you know, everyone's read about his his childhood and his rise to where he is now, and he just seems like this this meteoric rise that he's going through. It, you know, the hype's real, as it seems. He's continuing this trend of of, of delivering, scoring braces on his on his debuts for Everton and Brazil, and you know, long may it continue. Yeah. Um... Very surreal moment when you see Richarlison call call Neymar over and say, hey, let's do the pigeon dance, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. Let's celebrate that together. Mm-hmm. What? That's crazy. That was awesome. Uh, I, yeah. Exciting moment. I showed it to my kids. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, he played uh, 75 minutes. No, he, he subbed in at the 75th minute against the U.S. Kind of a quiet performance. And then... Uh, Played uh, 54 minutes against El Salvador, bag two. Uh, the first one seemed pretty special. Pickford played once, 2-1 loss versus Spain. Uh, gave up gave up two goals. Uh, after watching the replays again, uh, I didn't really think that was all Pickford, Pickford's fault. I didn't think it was all on him. Max, you've seen it, obviously. Uh, have you? Was that a, no, that no. Two, 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 two weeks, two weeks of an international break, Jerry. Particularly after a World Cup like that, it's a drag and it, it drains me. I, I miss Everton. I miss club football. That's what the, you know. That's where the real stake is. You know what I mean? Just it, it's too much for me, and especially with all these injuries. Uh, I watch, I watch clips of the games. Like I, I sat and watched say twenty minutes of each. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I saw, I saw. Obviously, I seen England went in front against Spain. Did they come in front or did yeah? They did, didn't they? Yeah, they got yeah. in front. Yeah, early. and then uh, yeah, and I saw. I think it was, was it Rodrigo who got the first goal. That goal was absolutely special. That bit of work by Danny Carvajal down the right hand side. But um, yeah, for, for that goal, I don't think Pickford was the fault. But um, I, I just can't wait to see him back. To be honest, yeah, he just didn't. I mean, first of all, I'm going to agree with you. You're right. International breaks are murder. Mm. Just saying that, but. Uh, I didn't think either goal he had much of a time to react. They came from very close range. The first one he was blocked off, and the second one, no one was with the man. Uh, Sigurdsson played both games, lost 3-0 to Belgium, 6-0 to Switzerland. Yeah. And it's better better we don't even talk about the, the Iceland games anyway because, to be honest, it sounds like they just got killed. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on with him. But but Sigurdsson at least played and he didn't get hurt. And that's a win for us. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, Going off this international break. So we're segueing now into an injury. Coleman uh, played in a 4-1 loss to Wales. And then Ireland's 
manager decided to give the the the, the injury update that he's got a stress fracture. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be out for a while. Seamus Coleman, stop leaving us. <laughs> Please, oh, uh, do, big fan of Seamus. Do, do we know if that happened in the game or Jordan Trainer? I don't, I don't know. I didn't see that. Because, you know, Everton and the, the, the relationship between Everton and Ireland in terms of injured players just seems to be a story that get, keeps getting more chapters, doesn't yeah. it? That's the first thing I thought of. I was remembering mm-hmm. all the McCarthy nonsense with, with O'Neill and Cooman and. Oh, Mark. Yeah. I don't mind Tom, Tom, don't don't speak up too much. He might watch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just say it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So, hence Coleman probably not playing. Kenny in. We'll talk about it. Segments coming. Stay tuned. Um, Jink Tosin played the entire game versus Russia, uh, and I think they lost two one. Um, and then got played the entire game versus Sweden, got an assist. Uh, yeah, they came, they came back. They scored they, like two goals very late to take the lead and win yeah. that game. Um, I've seen, I did see a lot of people on Twitter saying he didn't have a great game, but I know the Turkish, the guy who runs the Turkish football website said, you know, is a big Tosun fan, and so gave him yeah. a thumbs up on that. So a lot of people were negative, though. I'm guessing. He's just not been uh, very visible in games. So that's, yeah. yeah, not getting into a lot of positions to actually score or he's not receiving or people are not giving him service in those positions, one or the other. But seems like a, maybe it's carrying over into international play. Uh, I still love Jink Tosun, Tosun Pasha, just saying. Big fan. We all know. He'll be fine. He will get his. Um, uh, just a gay injured. <laughs> he showed up, and the Senegalese uh, manager said, "Yeah, he's got a knee injury. Um, I'm assuming that means he doesn't play this weekend." All right. Uh, Senegal tied two to two. They drew with Madagascar. And just as a side note, it was a really horrible tragedy there there was a stampede before the game a person got killed a bunch of people got injured stay safe over there people my gosh um yeah the the headline i saw was tragedy and i was like oh my gosh i didn't know about it Uh, yeah um next let's go to some of the uh the younger lads uh kenny davis dowell lookman calvert lewin all played against latvia 2-1 win um Kenny Davis and Dow. Calvert Lewin, though. Yeah. DCL is Another injured. One. Again. As soon as he's gotten back, he started to score some goals. Yeah. He's hurt again. Uh, Lookman isn't injured, just playing like he doesn't care, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even his coach came out and said, yeah, he's not doing well right now. And you know that's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, little thing, the little thing came out about him wanting to uh, switch his alliances, didn't yeah. it? I saw that. I saw that. Put out. Yeah, um, he's yeah. just not getting along with a uh, with a lot of the England setup. He just he just hates England. That's what it seems like. Little rebel. On the good side, Kenny Davies and Dowell played the whole game. It's good because they might have to be playing some minutes coming up. Yeah. Um, Hornby, Razor Hornby. Uh, yeah, hat trick in his first game versus Andorra, and. Uh, then in the second game, did he get two? Did I see that right? 
guy's just yeah. scoring for fun. Good. Gold He's like machine. 18 years oh. old. I know. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, he's a big guy, too. He's so physical for his age. I remember when mm-hmm. he came in last season just to kind of play some spare minutes here or there. Yeah, he looked like he's going to be all right. You know, his hold-up play's yep. great for a young guy. Um, next, I'm talk, talking about big dunk. The next big dunk. Fingers crossed. That'd be great. It would. And uh, Anthony Robinson. uh Played a, a lot of the 2-0 loss. He might have played the whole game versus Brazil. Didn't look good. Had a had a poor outing versus Brazil. Um, I literally said to my kid, I was like, Bennett, hey, there's Andy Robinson. He's an Everton player. Remember him? And Douglas, uh, uh, yeah, it was Douglas Costa, right? Nutmegged him, went around him, muscled him off the ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and oh, it wasn't no, just one no, bad play. No, he had He just was an off game for him. Admittedly, yeah, against you, very you tough know, opposition. Good experience is what you're, I said. You know, yeah, yeah. Douglas Costa. He's, he's in he's hit good form, yeah. hasn't he? The, the last season or so, so. He looked electric Both and that. no one could stay with him. But they were playing the U.S. That's what I'll say. Not that. Not hey, that. hey, Not that I'm much, about yeah. to say something <laughs> positive, though, about the U.S. national team. <laughs> last night, they won 1-0. A uh, couple of turning points in the game. One was a formation shift first half. When they brought in Julian Green, then there was a red card in the second half, giving the U.S. a man up. And then the big equalizer, the big thing that made that pushed them over the top, they brought in Anthony Robinson on the left. And he started just fizzing in some crosses. He got the assist. U.S. wins 1-0 or 1-0 versus uh, Mexico. It was nice. I was, it was I stayed up and watched it. And I'm old. So it was worth it. Just saying, hmm. um, he looked he looked good offensively. Okay, um, I defensively there was a moment or two where his communication with Miaz guy in the back. Eh, but um, I don't know. I think he's gonna be with the first team next season. On you, on you, That's the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that was yeah. a big That's deal. Yes. Yeah, on you, Kerry's goal for the Super Eagles, man. That's so huge because he played both games. He he he, yeah. he subbed in in the first one. Didn't play many minutes, but in the second one, he played a big portion of it. And I'm keeping an eye on his minutes because it's mm. something. I'm trying. There's a certain percentage he has to play in order to get that work permit. And I don't remember what it is. Is 30 percent of the minutes coming up? I don't know. I don't know the exact. But work permit. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we waited long enough. I know. It's stupid. I thought. Last year, there should have been more action taken against Anderlecht because that was that was a scandal. That was ridiculous. I, thought, I would have thought Everton to file a complaint about that because that was that was terrible. Yep. Like rather than just saying, "Oh, yeah, you, you can't have an on loan again next season." Now that was a little slap on the wrist, but there should have been more action taken about that because that was awful. He should be in Everton shit right now. I'm trying to figure that out too, by the way, because the easy thing is mm. they're saying he needs surgery just so they can get him on loan again later. It sounds really selfish, but they're covering it up with a medical thing. And what if they're actually trying to do right by him? I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to figure out how to feel. I would love to be able to, like, to be like, you know, you're, they were screwing with us, stay away. But there is that one little port part where you're like, maybe they're serious, maybe they're being honest, you know. But you know, he looks good for Galatasaray right now, too. Um so yeah, I'm glad he didn't get the surgery. Seems like he's all right. So yeah. Um, so yeah, Onyekuru. 
Maybe he'll be in England next year. Keep playing. Keep playing mm-hmm. in Super Eagles in those amazing, amazing shirts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I think uh, that's it. I think that's all for our international blues. Let's discuss uh, the new right back situation because Seamus Coleman has a stress fracture in his foot, supposedly, according to Martin O'Neill. So if he's truthful, uh, yeah, that's a thing. And that means John Joe Kinney is in. Um, Now, so let's start with Max this time. Max, how comfortable are you with John Joe Kinney starting at right back for us right now? I'm very comfortable. Um, I just want to say to Seamus, Chris recovery, mate, because it's, it's gotten to see him go through these kind of getting back and then on the shelf again, getting back on the shelf again. But you know, yeah. best of luck in your recovery. But uh, on Kenny, I, I'm more than com- I'm more than comfortable with seeing him come in. I'm glad Everton have got you know young, talented fullback. You know, he's a winner as well. He won the the under twenties World Cup with England, and he he was part of that team and the under twenty threes Everton team that won the league a few years back. So for those who are Un- unsure about Kenny, you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not on board with that. I, I'm more than comfortable, and I'm glad we've got someone of that talent. Obviously, making the transition from youth football to the Premier League, you're gonna come up with a different calibre of opponent, both physically and technically. And I think he learned the hard way when he came in last season for Coleman. You know, he was pretty much put in at the deep end and had to learn on the job. So I'm sure this season, you know, by according to the with it being a stress fracture, it'll be a few weeks. So. He'll have more than enough time to to showcase his abilities, and I'm sure he'll be more mature. Tom, how are you feeling about about John Joe Kenny coming in? Yeah, um, I completely agree with Max. Yeah, John Joe Kenny's completely capable. Um, I just hope fans don't get on his back as much as they have with Tom Davis recently, because I think he needs to be cut a bit of slack. And I know a lot of people are um, giving this and that Tom Davis, but I think John Joe Kenny obviously is is uh, he's adapting, and he needs time to do that. Especially when he comes in like properly like this, I think he will be better than when he came in last time um, in a di- at a difficult time last season. So I'm looking for t- forward to see what it'd be like in a uh, Marco Silva system as opposed to Sam Allardyce's or uh, anything like that. Former managers, but I'm I hope, I'm hoping it'll um, it'll come good in this one because he he was quite good against Rotherham. I was impressed with him against Rotherham. Yeah. Um, I know it's a completely different caliber of opponent in the Premier League, but I think he'll do well. Uh, the only concern for me is his cover. So uh, he's gonna he's gonna be in the sidelines for him, uh, but I think he's more than capable to step in, and uh, I'm excited to see how he does. Um, I agree with you guys. Uh, I think I'm gonna be fine with Kenny kind of deputizing for Coleman, uh, as long as it's not a really long, like long term takeover for him. Um, that's what happened last season, and he wasn't quite ready. Um, so I think, and I think it maybe was, it's good for kids to be pushed. They need challenges and he's going to learn from that. And I do think he's going to be even stronger this year. Totally agree with that. I just hesitate to say, to think that if for some reason Coleman is struggling really bad with this injury, if it goes longer than expected, um, I, I will worry about John Joe Kenny playing the rest of the season as a starter. I'm just going to, based on last season, um, just because. But do I think he's capable and all the qualities that you guys mentioned? Yes, he's awesome. He's one of the kids I was most excited about coming through that U23 setup. Um, I love the kid. I think he's awesome. Um, so uh, if he struggles, if he does, okay, um, 
in what areas do you think he will struggle? I guess that's the thing that I was thinking about where his his kind of areas he needs to work on as a player are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where can we? Where do we feel like we can anticipate some uh, any kind of possible weakness? Who wants to start with that? Well, uh, I think I, I, I and I think it's another reason why I like John Joe Kenny so much is that he's not this, this he's not this kind of modern day traditional flying wing back. He doesn't you know he doesn't take the ball and go on these incredible mazy dribbles down the wing. He, he's a very kind similar to Lucas Dina. He's you know tidy with the ball. Hits it hits with a big tackle every now and again, and strongly reliable. But I think, as we kind of touched on earlier, coming up against wingers who are more developed physically, uh, you know, and I'm thinking the likes of Eden Hazard and those type of players that you come up come up against in this league, the the, the more quick, quicker with the feet, move the ball a lot quicker, and uh, there'll be a lot. There'll be testing for a young player like him. You know, when to jump in, when to try and lunge in and win the win the ball. But I, I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm comfortable with Kenny. I know he, he has got his flaws in his game, but you can accept that with him being young. And I, I'm used to Everton having these kind of ready supply of young, talented players. And I think he's just the, the next example of that to have to break into the team. Tom, where do you see uh, Kenny's areas of weakness in terms of you know things he might struggle on coming up this weekend or this season? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I've seen him when he's been jockeying and he's kind of been a bit hesitant when to put a foot in and things like that. I think um, some wingers that you see in the Premier League are completely different to what you see in under 23s. So sometimes when I've watched him, I just sometimes thought he's when he's been jockeying, he could have put a foot in a, um, a bit earlier, things like that. He's a bit hesitant putting a foot in sometimes because maybe he's uh, at this level, wingers are completely different to other under 23s. You've got com- like full, fully grown athletes at, at this level and he's he doesn't want to jump in because there's a lot of pressure and if he does jump in at the wrong time he's going to get jumped on and criticised so I think uh, sometimes he is a bit hesitant to put a foot in but uh, that'll come with time, that'll come with experience, I'm glad he had that run of the team last season so he can, uh, he's experienced this level so he's not going to come in completely blind, he knows what he's doing and um, I suppose that's where I've seen him weak though sometimes, I think he, his deliveries could be improved as well, maybe that'll come with time as well, but uh, crosses into the box, hopefully we'll be able to see them because that's where Seamus has lacked a little bit Hopefully Kenny can come in and uh, give some decent delivery because sometimes uh, I've seen him, he could have done better as well. But hopefully that's going to come with time and experience. He, he will need a few games to get into his stride though in this team. So we won't we won't see the best of him against West Ham, I'm sure. But I think if he got a good run of games and got some decent form going, there's no reason why he couldn't fly. And you never know, could end up as good as strength. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, so when I was thinking about him last season... Uh, I know there was. <clears throat> I seem to remember several times where he got kind of uh, bumped off the ball for headers, you know, balls in the air, um, and uh, there was a couple of moments where his. I don't know if it was his communication with the other defenders or what, but it's like there was they would leave a man open just kind of behind them. That And I feel like both of those two, in, in adding to what both of you guys were talking about, knowing when to put a foot in, a lot of that is youth and inexperience. The more you play against somebody like Hazard, you will know. You know, you'll, you'll have been there and done that. Yeah, you you kind of get over that. You, you get past those naive moments where you go, you're, you're bracing yourself for a header, but you're not bracing yourself for that contact. You know, um, moments like, and your communication just gets better with the other defenders because you play with them more. 
So do I expect to see moments like this? Yes, I do. Um, and it may, heck, it, they, they may score some goals on us because of that. Um, but uh, personally, I just, I would, I would rather be playing him right now than Cuco Martina. Of course. Despite the fact Definitely. that Cuco Martina was a decent defensive player. You know, he was decent defensively. He was. He wasn't the worst. I know we have these poop-colored glasses when we look back on last season where everything was shit. I know. I get it. But he did defend well several times. When he was on the right. Well, he didn't defend poorly on the left either. It's just he had no offensive push forward. Anyway. That's, when he was on the bench. <laughs> he was awesome on the bench. No one sat like Kuko. Just saying. Uh, I almost want to watch Stoke just to see how he's doing. You know, I miss Kuko, but not for playing. Uh, but uh, so, and we were talking off, off camera about who might be Kenny's backup. Because he's a young guy. The young guys, when they come in, they get hurt sometimes. Who would be his backup? The only one that I've seen play last season was uh, Markelo, uh, the Dutch uh, player. I think he's a, he's a right back. At least he played right back last season in a lot of U23 games. And he looked. there were times where he looked like one of the strongest players on the field. Can I just throw something at you, right? Tom Davies' debut. I, I'm I'm convinced that it was Southampton at home when when um, Unsworth and Royal took charge. Mm-hmm. Did he play right back that game? Because one of my mates, me Evertonian, mate, said to me the other day that Dave, um, Davies made his debut at right back, mm-hmm. and it rang a bell. But I'm not entirely sure what game it was. But I think we could give it a run. He has definitely played you know? right back before. I remember that he yeah. has, uh, but it's, so, it was definitely so, not uh, a regular thing, though. I just no, I, mean, I no, don't remember I it was. Think, I think if we're looking at positional versatility, I think that's something that we could make the most of. If mm. you know, we know people are getting on Davies' back. Give him a whirl in a different position, see what kind of flourishes. Uh, I get nervous about doing that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think if yeah. you're in a pinch and we don't have any on the be- anybody on the bench to do it, yeah. I wonder, and I'm just throwing this out there: Would they throw if we've got Baines on the bench? Would they throw Baines in on the left and Dina in on the right as a possibility? Just even though he's not right-footed, that might be a thing that they do. That Silva yeah, decides to but, do. Uh, I think we saw enough of that last season. I know. You know what I, mean? I know. Oh, you, oh, Holgate as well. Holgate can play right back as well. Oh yeah, yeah. But that 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 sort of the. I, I'm not a fan of it. It was similar, remember, with Brendan Galloway when people tried to make out Brendan Galloway was a left-back. And similar to Stones before yep. that, people trying to say, you know, oh, he can do a job at right-back. Well, he can't do a job, but just, just look at them type of players physically. Ectomorphs, they're mm-hmm. just a body type. I don't. I, I just really don't think it's suitable to, to a full-back position in this day and age. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm a big fan of playing people where in their best position. Yeah. I do agree. But if we're looking at having our best players on the bench and we're just slotting in good players right now because we're so depleted, you know what I mean? That yeah. Something like that could happen. So I, I, I am hoping that we will see some of those young guys on our, on our bench, though, and possibly get a minute or two. Some of those guys who normally would never be anywhere near our bench right now, you know? So anyway, yeah. we might see that. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll go into that more later when we talk about this weekend's match. 
we got two segments on that coming, one on West Ham preview and one on the starting 11. Teasing. There's your, yeah, there you go. Stay tuned. Check those mm-hmm. out. But for <clears> now, <throat> anything else on John Joe Kinney? Nope. Come on, John Joe, lad. Yeah, good luck. All the best. When I heard about Coleman's injury, immediately I said to myself, I'm glad he's here. I'm glad we've got Kenny because I, I do think he can do a job. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I just, I, you, you know, you, you want you want them play. You want your you local lads as your backup, and I think he, you know, I think he's technically efficient enough to to, to do a good job. All right. So uh, that's it for our John Joe Kenny segment. We really do have a severe weather situation happening in North Carolina right now. Shit, yeah, Daddy. yeah. As in, my sister and her family have evacuated to come here because they live in Wilmington. There is an enormous category five, category four hurricane about to smash into North Carolina right now. Do you know what? Right, best yeah. wishes go away. But I've been in a hurricane. I mean, that that might be a story for a different time. But I was in America <laughs> as well. Scary uh, stuff. Take care, man. Yeah, yeah. I've been in it too, but it's been many, many years. You know, since I deal with, and I was like a ten-year-old at that point. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I was young when it happened to me. Like, well, take care. It's not nice. Yeah, we're just, you know, it's a lot of like prep, and there's no food in the stores. None. People, people are hoarding food and water and milk, and it is absurd, gentlemen. It is absurd. Okay, <laughs> it is this very. It's a very selfish mentality. Okay, it's very selfish. Uh, I don't think even if we go without power for three days, you do not need seven jugs of water. Mm. You won't. Okay? Mm. I've been camping. I'm saying. <laughs> that makes me an expert. Not at all. All right. So Anyway, so that is happening outside. All right. In here, we're talking about West Ham. There's actually... Uh, there's a game going to happen this weekend, uh, and I'm crossing my fingers I still have power come Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so I actually get to watch this thing. Um, so, guys, West Ham is a strange – I don't really see West Ham as being any kind of rival, but some you – know, or being our rival in any way, but some people see them as a Twitter rival. It's silly. Whatever. Right now, West Ham's form is bad. They've lost a lot. End of description. They've lost a lot of games, okay? They brought in a lot of players. A lot of people are comparing it to what we did last season. Big overhaul, new manager, all that stuff, all right? So at this point now, I'm going to turn it over to Max, who has more experience. He's been talking with a, a gentleman from a, from a West Ham podcast. Yep. Uh, Max, what can you tell, tell us about... Uh, West Ham at the moment, their danger men, possible lineup, all that stuff. Yeah, I was on um, Hammer's chat last night with Gio, who's a, a guy who runs the thing there. And although obviously they, they've lost all four games so far in the league, um, there was a calmness about them. And as, as you say, we can relate to that in that football is this game. You've got to give things time. You, you can't be, you know, unless you're Chelsea. Which is it's kind of in their, their ecosystem to be the higher and firing type of club, but with West Ham, obviously they bought in Manuel Pellegrini, who's you know, he's got he's a manager who has got winning in his DNA. You know, you, you might dis, you might dispute him 
obviously, because when he was at Manchester City, it was kind of a machine that drove itself in that sense because they've got such good players. Um, but I, for one, I don't think the business that West Ham have done has been bad. They brought in a lot of players that would go straight into a first team in the Premier League. You know, Yarmolenko being one, he's finally going to come to Goodison. Um, Felipe Anderson from Lazio. Um, Issa Diop as well, that was someone that Gio mentioned from Toulouse. He's only a young lad, 23 years old, at centre-back and he, he looks like a really strong player. He looks like to be the only one, really, that hasn't let them down so far. Like to Jack Wilshire, who, who also got brought up. They, 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 when they've come in, they haven't hit the ground running. And as I say, this kind of period of transition where everyone's trying to get used to things, add to that the discomfort that the, the fans feel towards their board at the minute and the whole scenario surrounding the London Stadium. It's a, it's a very toxic atmosphere, I'd say, around the club. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, Everton can make full advantage of that. Uh, as far as Diop goes, I know we were actually connected with him because we were connected with every player, all yeah. the players. But uh, apparently, he kind of had some kind of inexplicable defensive decision last last week that kind of cost them a goal. Yeah. Uh, so it's sort of, with a young player, I'm assuming you're just going to get that. So I'm hoping the, uh, the experience of... Jink Tosin manages to, you know, out outguile him uh, mm. up front. Uh, I mean, they do. They, there are a lot of a lot of new players in this possible starters lineup that I've got here. Uh, Fabianski, uh, capable keeper from Swansea. Yeah. Um, Fredericks, is he the guy from Fulham? I yeah. Believe uh, right back. Uh, Balbuena, Diop, Masuaku. Sanchez, Wilshire, Antonio, Snodgrass, Felipe Anderson, and Arnautovic. Um, and I'd say Dangerman. I'm assuming you guys would agree with this. Arnautovic, period. We know. Yeah. That was an, yeah, that was another one. I know we, we were linked with Arnautovic, but then Stoke got him, and then West Ham got him. They're like, hey, you know, I, I saw mm. that too. Yeah. So, uh, but and, uh, Snodgrass on set plays. I'm sick of Snodgrass. I've, I feel like I've seen him score several times, several times on us from just outside the 18. All right, mm. um, and Antonio in the air. He's a powerful guy in the air, um, and I, you know, corners with us. Yeah, um, yeah. zonal marking. Um, I, Tom, thoughts on this one? Our matchup against. Uh, West Ham, how how we'd possibly match up with them in areas that we may see some issue? Um, I think it might be a bit of a scrappy one because they're two damaged teams at the moment. Mm. Or massively damaged by injuries and suspension. Damaged by bad form, to be honest. Um, I think they've got a good... like You read out the players there. They've got some good players there. and I, I don't know if they're not gelling or something, but that's a good squad. And it's mad how they just, they just had such a bad start to the season. But um, they've got a few tall players, so I can see them bagging against us with zonal marking. But um, uh, I think we'll be we'll hopefully, if sure, surely, at home we can brush aside uh, aside like that because they're horribly damaged confidence at the moment. So surely we can put, brush them aside, even with our injury problems. Hopefully we can we can overcome them. But it, it will be a bit of a scrappy one with two damaged sides, unfortunately. So I don't think there will be too many goals. But I think. Um, We've just got to tighten up with this home mark, and I'm hoping uh, Marco Silva's hammered it out during the international break and just told the players how to actually do it because they don't have a clue. 
and I'm hoping some work every single day has been going into that because as soon as we understand that that's when we start playing well and winning games but I'm hoping that'll come off at the weekend and uh, we'll cl- finally keep the clean sheet and uh, get a horribly damaged team with confidence at the moment in West Ham I mean because we're providing goals we're scoring goals and we're leaking, leaking silly stuff that is totally preventable it's not like if we change our style of play we'll prevent less goals that's not the issue it's just dumb you know letting a man slip and just be totally unmarked it's it's repeatedly and it sucks it's so frustrating um but you're right if you're a manager who has seen that he knows it's an issue he's had time ample time to work on that fingers crossed that's been addressed Okay, and that our guys it's, are, are absorbing the training. That would be great. Yeah. Um, prediction time. Guys, what is going to be the score in this one? Tom, what do you think? I'd love to say a win against the team at the bottom of the table at home, surely. But uh, I've just said, I'm going to have to stick with the one I just said. Uh, to, to the then I've just said 1-1. One, one. And i uh, got a bigger stick for it because at home against West Ham, You've got to be predicting a win, really, but I can just see it being a scrappy one because we've got so many players out injured and we've got a little bit of weakness there at the moment and I feel like we might concede early from zonal marking and struggle to get back once they sit in, mm. sit deep. So uh, we might get a goal back, but I've predicted 1-1, unfortunately. I'd, I'd, I'd love to be more optimistic, but that's what I've gone for. Well, well, Tom, you don't have to tell people what they want to hear. You're trying to get it right. Uh-huh. You're trying to be honest, so that's allowed. Um but Max, uh, it's your turn, and let's try to be positive sometime. You know, since Tom's. <laughs> oh God, uh, you, you just put the pack on me there, no, like I'm just <laughs> on Hammers chat last night. I said two-two myself. I, you know, it's been it's been one of these games. West Ham both at home and away. It, it can't, you know, we've we've traded wins over the last few years. You know, they've outdone us. We've done them. They and it seemed to be that type of fixture for us as of late. Um. You know, I miss the days of seeing Lukaku just turn up against them and score a hat trick or a brace or something like that. And as Tom says, you know, they are, they are both teams going through a period of transition, and I can see it possibly clashing and being a bit scrappy. Fingers crossed, you know, that home advantage. We, we, we I think we we downplay it more than we should, you know, because when, when you talk to opposition fans, they go, oh, going to Goodison Park. Whereas to us, we've just kind of seen our flaws over the last season or so and thought, oh, God. Every game coming up is, has the potential to be a tricky one, but you know we've looked stronger on under Marco Silva, so fingers crossed that it should go our way. Uh, so I am in the minority, apparently, trying uh, picking a win, <laughs> two-one Blues, <laughs> and in an oddly specific prediction, I will say Tosun gets a goal, and the assist will come from John Joe Kenny. Oh, that'd be nice. Why? I just plucked that out of the air. I have nothing to back that up. Just trying to be, uh, you know, clairvoyant. I dabble in that. I'm always wrong. All right, so I guess that's uh, I guess that's it for our West Ham preview. So, guys, we uh, we just finished our West Ham preview where we were talking more about about their squad. Let's talk about ours and how we might line up against them. Just to lay it out on the table, these are the players that are either out or probably out, okay? Richarlison, Walcott, 
Coleman, Gay, Mina, Andre Gomez, Keen, DCL, McCarthy. Am I missing anybody who has a chance of playing? I remember, I remember reading it's 12 players that are out in total. That's nine right there, so somehow I'm missing someone. Uh, be, be like, might be a few of the young lads, you know, Ben and Jimmy, etc. Ah, yeah. And and they may be including Bernard, because I just don't think Bernard, Bernard's injury is that serious. Yeah. But, um, so, who wants to start? Who wants to give their... They're starting 11 first. You're, you're, you're kind of sticking your, your foot onto thin ice when you do this because everybody's missing. It's a total crapshoot. Who knows? Maybe we'll all be right or we'll all be dreadfully wrong. So uh, we'll see. If, if you're walking on ice, you may as well dance. What I've gone for, Pickford in goal. John Joe Kenny at right back. Bit, bit of a dish piece at centre-half because, you know, uh, it does look like me and it is out. So going to go with Holgate and Zuma because, you know, I've been impressed. Dini keeps his place at left-back and hopefully he pulls the full 90 off this time because I thought that decision to take him off last game was weird. Um, hopefully Walcott's recovered from his rib injury because I've got him on the right wing. Um, bit of a kind of tactical switch in the centre of midfield rather than Davies playing deep like he has been. I want to see him push a bit further up. I've got Schneiderlin and Davies in centre midfield. You know, I have Schneiderlin do his thing, dropping deep, simplifying the game. But push Davies up a few a few yards further up the pitch, let him express his talent in the places where he can cause danger. Um, on the other wing, I know that's something that off camera we've just nearly turned grey over discussing. But um, I think Luchman's just going to have to put his dummy back in and play from the start. Um, up front, Sigurdsson and Tolson. So, Tom, what do you got uh, for your lineup? Right, um, it's quite different. I mean, it's, it's almost an under twenty-three side. Uh, it's, it's not many to choose from, but yeah. Um, I've gone for Pickford in goal, uh, of course. Uh, Jordan Pickford starting goal with a similar back line to what we started with uh, last week. Only Kenny comes in for Coleman, so I've got Holgate and Zuma starting at centre back with Dean at left back. Um, pretty similar to what we've been playing. With the four-three-three, with two holding and one um, attacking the fielder, so we've gone for Davis and Schneiderlin. I know Davis has come under a bit of criticism, but I think he's going to have to play through it because there's no one else at the moment. Yeah. It's Tom Davis starts with Schneiderlin for me, uh, with Sigerson in a number ten role, um, and then there's a front three of Nias as an inside forward. I think he's going to have to. There's not many options. <laughs> I, was have to. I hate to say it, but yeah, I put Nias in there. With Tosson up front and Adamola Luckman on the left, because there is nobody else, and he's going to have to stop talking at some point. So he's going to have to stop talking now. Envisaging Adam, um, envisaging Omar Nias on the wing is like <laughs> imagine him that tight. Like his touch has got to be tight. like if you're a winger, your touch has got to be tight. If you're that close to the line, you've got to have a, a, a reasonably good first touch. And guys, yeah. we know, we, we know, we know, for the. If Umani Ash didn't have a, a bad touch, he'd have no touch at all. So. He's like, yeah, he's got springs on his boots. It's literally just bounces five. Uh, yeah. I like him. He seems nice. He scraps. He makes things yeah, happen. Yeah, but yes. you're right. Trying to see him dancing the touchline. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, uh, Pickford. 
Kenny, Holgate, Zuma, Dean. You know, I feel like you know there's a chance that Jags could play if he's healthy because I think his suspension is up. So technically, he. But um, but I've gone for Holgate and Zuma because that's who I want starting right now. Um, Davies, Schneiderlin, to uh, Lion Deep, uh, Sigurdsson just in front of them. I've got uh, Lookman and Bernard on the wings because, like I said, I don't think Bernard's injury is that bad. I think he'll play, and Tosun as the main striker. Uh, a little curveball I forgot until just now when we were talking. For the international setup, I have seen Kieran Dowell play on the wing in front of John Joe Kenny before. Yeah, that, that, that was something that I was going to flag up. You know, I, I do think this is a game where Kieran Dowell can get some action at some point, like, uh, it's, it seems reasonable because like the, the, the positions where we're lacking in depth he seemed like as you say on the wing I know, I know we know he can do a job in the hole or as a central midfielder but he, opportunities open for him on the wing there I mean I, I I think it's feasible that he could start instead of Bernard or Lukman one of those I think he could start on the wing um, and I don't know uh, starting him at you know kind of that right position you know with with Kenny behind him and in a very familiar situation where they already communicate well. So, yeah. And it's kind mm. of – and it's not really – I keep saying wing, but let's be honest, it's sort of an inside forward. So, yeah. you know, I think uh, the real question for him is speed. That's the real question. Can't Does he have the speed to, to go past those fullbacks the way a Richarlison does or the quickness the way a Lookman does? Um, so, yeah, I can see him starting there. Well, I th- I think right. Yeah, I always kind of draw a likeness to Gilfie Sigurdsson. Look at last season when we gave Gilfie Sigurdsson a run out on the wing. Yeah. How many times he kind of dragged it in field and fired one in the top corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hopefully see something like that if that was to happen. Yeah, I've, I've never really considered him a uh, you know any kind of outside attacker for us. I've always thought he's best as an inside number you know number 10 kind of with good vision combination play and can crack shots from outside um but yeah i don't know that might happen uh but long story short it's not ideal for everton this this weekend it's not ideal at all um missing a lot uh let's see how much spirit we have can uh, and you know what Silva's a smart guy. He will figure out the way to best utilize what he's got. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's, I guess that's it. Anything else on this uh, on this upcoming matchup with uh, with West Ham? Come on, Blues. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, that is it for our starting eleven segment. And for podcast people, it is also it for the big show. If you've been listening via podcast, thank you so much. Please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. And, I don't know, maybe leave a kind review. Say something like, I don't know, Max's hairband sounds great. (laughs) Sounds inspiring. You know? (laughs) Max is like, stop putting attention on me. Uh, (laughs) Uh... So, uh, also, if you're digging what we do, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. We're hovering 1140-something subs, and thanks so much for that. We sincerely appreciate it. 
incidentally, uh, the Toffee Blues website has all kinds of good stuff. You should check that out. Both of these gentlemen have pieces coming out there very soon. So if you like listening to them, maybe you would like reading them as well. All right. Uh, check both their Twitter accounts to see where they might be crop it, uh, cropping up here or there. Um, I know for a fact uh, Tom mentioned being on uh, View from the Gladys Street. Is that right? Coming up. That's the one, yeah. Yep. And so he'll be on that podcast coming up. So keep an eye on their Twitter. They, they're they omnipresent. Yeah. Um, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, yeah, because there's lots of all things Everton there as well. Guys, I think that's it. I think I'm done with the plugging. Uh, thanks so much, gentlemen. Uh, Max, appreciate it. Good to talk to you again. As always, mate, as always. Tom, wonderful to see you. Glad you're doing well. Oh, you too, nice one. All right. So, uh, yeah, for, the, for these guys, I'm Jerry, and we're out. So, bye.